Right now, though, as promised, we're joined by a guard for the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. He just wrapped up his fifth season. In fact, now he is a three-time Super Bowl champ. He won titles in 2020, last year, of course, and this past Sunday in overtime over the Niners 25-22. We are joined by Nick Allegretti. Nick, it is great to have you on the show. How are you doing today, Nick? Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on. Really good to have you on, Nick. So when I found out, Nick, that you were coming on, obviously I was hyped to talk about the game and your incredible role in that win. I still am. We will. But football is still clearly secondary to the tragedy that occurred Wednesday in Kansas City at the parade. I'm curious, how are you doing right now, and how is the entire Chiefs organization attempting to process that senseless act of violence? I think you hit it on the head right there. A lot of us are trying to process it still. It was uh, one of those days that it's supposed to be, you know, a magical day full of celebration and happiness. You know, it was for 95% of it, and then at the end, that the violence that occurred, it was uh, it's tough to comprehend um, that at a day like that something would happen. Um, but, you know, thoughts and prayers with all the, all the people that were involved with that. Um, the families of the victims, uh, and personally for me, me and the kids, kids that were involved, and even the kids that weren't that were just there, uh, it's uh, going to be a hard thing for them to process for probably a long time. And, uh, I just, you know, as an organization, I hope we're able to do as much as we can for the community and, and for the kids that are going to have some probably some mental health uh, issues as, as they continue to mature you know, due to that event. I appreciate your thoughts on that, Nick. Thank you for that. There's really no easy way to transition to the game, but I'm going to try by asking you what your day was like. As an example, you moved into the starting lineup when All-Pro Joe Tooney was injured in the divisional round. Then you reportedly suffered a torn UCL in the second quarter Sunday. What exactly happened on that play, and did you know immediately what you were dealing with when it happened? Yeah, I mean, stepping in for a guy like Joe, first of all, is uh, it's a challenge. He's been one of the best guards in the league for the past you know, five years, and you know, I, I took that upon myself to step in and make sure that there was no drop-off. And in the second quarter, yeah, we were running uh, a mid-zone uh, run to the left. I was a little bit late getting to the backer, and as I got there, Bosa tackled the running back uh, pretty much through my arm as it was posted uh, on the linebacker. And, yeah, I've never, you know, I haven't suffered an injury like that until then. But you, I immediately knew. It was something that you heard a pop, you felt it, and I just, knowing minimal about anatomy, knew that something was wrong in my elbow because, you know, my elbow's not supposed to bend that way. Um, Fortunately, we had the two-minute warning, and I I had a, a couple seconds to gather myself, you know, figure out that my, my arm's still bent, and, I was able to go, so it was a tough situation, but fortunate enough that I was uh, able to still play. Nick, it's incredible that you were able to still play. I mean, you stayed in that game. Not only were you able to still play, you played all 79 snaps. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much pain were you experiencing, and how did you play all 79 snaps with a torn UCL? Uh, scale, I guess that's tough. I would say... For me, I don't think I don't think you'll ever experience a nine or ten. If you do, it's going to be something really, really, really bad. So I was probably in that six or seven right when it happened. After I processed it, um, 
And then at halftime, we were able to get, you know, get some cream on it, massage it a little bit, and then throw a great time. That was probably playing at about a five. Uh, it was one of those things that I could confidently use the arm, knowing that most likely the UCL was already gone, so I wasn't going to tear it any worse. Uh, so if I could deal with the pain, I could play. Um, so it was one of those things. One of our backup offensive linemen, he was a he has a master's in uh, biology, so you know, and he wanted to go be a doctor when he was done. He told me, he goes, listen, you don't need a UCL to play offensive line. I was like, all right. I don't know what that means, but I don't need it. I'm good. So I was able to go. Uh, dude, I mean, look, you guys are wired differently. You're built differently. What a line that is. Hey, man, you don't need your UCL. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'll go. I mean, if that were a regular season game, you come out, obviously, right? I'm not sure. Uh, I've never, uh, knock on wood, I've never uh, come out of a game before like that. Once in college, I I cramped up and missed two plays against Rutgers. Um, besides that, I try my best to stay on the field. So there's a good chance I'm not coming off that field if I can play well. But the fact that it was a Super Bowl, uh, there was very little chance on my mind that as long as I wasn't hurting the team by my performance, I wasn't going to leave the field. Nick Allegretti is joining us. Obviously, we always talk about it, but availability is your best ability, and you weren't coming off that field. That's a given. Let me ask you this. There's been so much talk about the new overtime rules with some of the Niners players admitting that they didn't know the rules fully. I understand we've talked this thing into the ground, but I want to ask you this. What did you think when they won the coin toss and they elected to receive? What went through your mind when you saw that? So We had just finished our drive, so we were, one, we were pretty tired. So we're sitting on the bench getting water, um, and I, I, it appeared that they had won the toss. So I figured they were going to kick off, and then all of a sudden, you know, I saw Pat point the way that we were kicking, and I was like, did they just take the ball? And once I got that word, I was like, wow, we're going to get a shot. Cause we knew our plan going in that if we got the ball second and we had to go score a touchdown, we were going to go for two. So at that point on, I was like, man, whether they score a field goal, a touchdown, nothing, we're going to be able to, you know, put the ball in Pat's hand with a chance to go win the game. So it was a, a pretty great feeling. You know, I know they had their plan, but it, it worked well with our plan as well. I was going to say, Nick, I might have a great threshold for your stamina. You guys probably were kind of gassed, but my, my thought was you guys had to be thinking, wait a minute, the hell are they doing? They're going to give Pat the ball and we're going to get the ball second and know what we have to get. I mean, what a great win that must have been. Now, to be fair, I don't know exactly what went down, Nick, but McCole Hardman said that he blacked out for a minute after he got that game-winning touchdown. He, it didn't seem like he was fully aware that the game was over, but I don't really know. I mean, did you know that when he secured that ball, when he got that ball, you guys had won? Yeah, I knew for sure. I think it's one of those things. We went over it every week of the playoffs. Uh, as a team, it's one of those things that you need <clears throat> your quarterback, your Mike linebacker, uh, I would say probably your offensive, defensive line to know exactly what's going on. The skill players, they're playing as hard as they possibly can. They're on and off the field. You know, they're no, they know whether time is important or yards are important based on the time of the game. At that point, time was not a factor, so yards is what we needed. Um, so they don't necessarily need to know <clears throat> whether we're going to win the game or not on that play, but as long as the O-line and the quarterback did, uh, we were in a good spot. 
And Nick, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, you've got tremendous belief in yourself, and you should. But you came into the league as a seventh-round pick. When you started off and you were just grinding to make that 53-man roster in 2019, did you envision a scenario where you'd win three Super Bowl rings in your next five years? Or honestly, is it kind of a little surreal? So, yeah, I kind of got chills saying that, so I appreciate that. But, um... So as a kid, yes, I w- I'm a dreamer, and I mean, I, I, I still dream. If I was a kid, I'd throw the ball up in the backyard, pretending like I scored touchdowns, knowing so very well that I'm never, never going to be a receiver in the NFL or anything like that. Uh, but when I got drafted, man, I, all I wanted to do was make the practice squad. I wanted to make the roster, but I wanted to, a shot to say that I worked in the NFL for a year. Uh, and, and I can't. It, it is hard to fathom at times what my career is turned into thus far, um, been able to give my you know family a great start to life. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to comprehend it, but it's been an incredible experience. Good on you, dude. That is an amazing anecdote that you were just hoping to get a year in the NFL, and now you've got three rings, and who's to say where you stop? In fact, beyond rehab and recovery, have you made any plans for the offseason? And then how long before you officially get into that three-peat mindset? Yeah, so uh, obviously we'll have the, you know the elbow recovery, but uh, I had I became a father last year, uh, actually the morning of the Super Bowl Fifty Seven uh, with twin daughters. So you know, really can just take a couple weeks to just enjoy being a dad, um, be at home with the family, not have to worry about going into work, and really just get to fully immerse myself into that because it's been it's been a life changing experience. So. That, that's my main focus this offseason is get to be a dad. I, I know I'll hit free agency and worry about the elbow, and I'll have all that to take care of. But I, I'll get to eat breakfast with my daughters every day. You know, I won't have to miss a, a bedtime, bath time. So I'm pretty excited from that aspect. And after that, I, I'll start, you know, we'll figure out free agency. I'd love to stay in Kansas City um, if that's available, if that's an option. Um, but it's a business. You know, from both sides, they've got a lot to figure out. I've got a lot to figure out. Um, if I'm able to come back, I mean, you start thinking about a three-peat, something, something nobody's ever done. Uh, and that would be incredible, uh, really special to be a part of that. Nick Allegretti joining us, no doubt. You mentioned really quickly before you go the twin daughters. I'm assuming those were your first two kids. Like, whenever you have a child, it's so overwhelming the first time. But if you have two, I would think that it's got to be absolutely mind-blowing, but you have nothing to compare it to, right? You just have two. You have none, then you have two. What's that been like? You're absolutely right. That was the blessing is that we didn't know how hard one was. Right. So... When we found out it was twins, yeah, there was there was a little bit of fear, but we just wanted healthy babies, and you know they spent a little bit of time in the NICU, and then they were able to come home, and they've been healthy, and it's wild. It's absolutely it's absolutely wild being a parent, uh, watching these. You know now they're becoming friends, and they're playing with each other, and uh, it's it's been an incredible experience. Two is, I, I'll be honest, I'd have twins again if we if we could. It was. It's such a fun experience seeing them be, you know, buddies already and knowing that, they, you know, they could be lifelong friends. Uh, it's awesome. I think that's an amazing statement you just made, that if you could have twins again, you would. Nick Allegretti joining us. He's got three Super Bowl championships. He played with that shredded UCL, and what a great game. Nick, really appreciate you. What a great conversation. Great, great time with you. Thanks for coming on. Have a great weekend. Hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me on. That was fun, Nick. Great job. You made it better.
I'm always looking for people who make it better, and you just did. Nick Algretti joining us.